This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and that, of course, means that you are listening to another episode of The Crown Cast. And it's an extra special post-react today because we weren't going to do a post-react today. Uh, and then good things happened. Charlotte FC went out, and they played in the Open Cup, and they beat Orlando 1-0. And the good felt good. So here to feel good with me this time is a special guest. It's Mikhail. Hello, Mikhail. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. And I definitely feel good about this win. So I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah, no, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Um, Mikhail, you and I have known each other uh, uh, for a while now through the media box stuff. But this is the first time you're getting to come onto the podcast and actually talk about the game. So we're super excited to have you. Super excited to hear your opinions. And... We had a bit of interesting, a bit of an interesting experience in this. You are usually field side. You you're normally down on the pitch taking pictures. You're you're at eye level with the game. I am not usually field side. So I got to learn a little bit about your world this time. I got to to see the game from field side with you and uh, learned a lot of cool stuff doing it. You take some awesome pictures. You, you do a lot of cool stuff for Charlotte FC Brazil. Let's go ahead and start out with this before we get into our crowns and cards. Can you tell us a little bit about Charlotte FC Brazil and what you do over there? Yeah, so back when Charlotte was announced, I thought there was kind of a lack of connection between Charlotte FC and the Brazilian public, uh, especially with a lot of the, the parents and you know, people who are related to the players not knowing English, they're going to follow Charlotte FC. But they're not really going to know exactly what is happening. So I wanted to create that connection between Charlotte FC and the Brazilian audience, even if they're not here in Charlotte. Like I had a lot of people DM me saying that they saw the page and now they're Charlotte FC fans that they have nothing to do with it, but they feel connected to the club through the content. So that's kind of the goal. It's just building that bridge between people who don't really speak English, don't really know what's going on, but they like the content. Therefore, they like the team as well. That's really, really cool. I mean, I think one of the things that that we approach football with, you know, from my side of the game, I've always been a fan of the Premier League. I've always sort of known the English game first. And I sort of bring my knowledge of the English game, et cetera, into MLS. And there's this whole other world in MLS that comes from the Spanish leagues, from the Mexican leagues, from the Brazilian leagues, from the Argentinian leagues and Enzo Capetti, right? And, you know, being someone who doesn't speak Portuguese, doesn't speak Spanish, it, it, there is a part of the MLS that's missing for me. So it's really cool that you are able to create that bridge back and forth. And especially for the people who don't you know inherently have the ability to see the game in english the way it is broadcasted uh so really really cool stuff you do there thank you appreciate that uh i'm gonna go ahead and bring us in one of our traditions on the post reacts for the crown cast is the guest or the co-host and that is you gets to choose whether we are going to give out crowns or cards first uh you are familiar we give out crowns to players we felt like overachieved i think one of them is going to be pretty obvious today yeah. uh and we give out cards to players who we felt like may not have met the levels that they would be hoping for themselves which one do you feel like we should start on 
I think we should start off with the card. Start off with the cards. Okay, let's go ahead and we'll do your card first. Who do you feel like giving a card to for this this performance? So I am going to card McKenzie Gaines. I don't think he did very good creating play. He did good getting the ball to the attacking side. But when it came down to finishing it, to crossing, he wasn't very accurate. He couldn't really finish it. So I'm going to go ahead and card him. Yeah, I feel like McKenzie is one of them that he really ends up in a sort of hit or miss fire for me. Uh, We talked about him in the last one where we felt like he managed to take advantage of the balls over the top from Ashley Westwood really well. And he took advantage of the space that was left uh, for him by NYCFC really well. And then was starting to connect the the passes. He has the first one. That's just a beautiful ball through the, the corridor of uncertainty in this one. It wasn't there. And in this one, he was still sort of making that end line run. And I think we saw a little bit of that inability to, to cut back inside and create threat in other ways. Uh, the end line run was, was getting held out. And when he did move it inside, the passes weren't quite on time. I think one of the things that me being field level for this one, and because we wanted to get an image of the goal, we kind of sat by the attacking left side for quite some time watching McKenzie. And you can see how powerful of a, of a person he is, how much pace is in that body. And it really just confuses me if we're coming right out and saying it, how there can be that much explosiveness in his body. And yet somehow he still has trouble breaking away for those short touches in the box. Have you seen him really be successful in the box? Honestly, not really. What I usually say when people come up to me to talk about McKenzie Gaines, to me, kind of the vibe that he gives off is he gets there, he gets to the the line, and then he just crosses hoping that the best will happen. And also inside the box, I haven't ha- uh, seen him have much luck either. He did do good the last, I think it was the Orlando game last year that he did score a goal. And if I'm not mistaken, it was a header. But other than that, inside the box, he's also not one of our best. Or, you know, nowhere near that, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's mirrored by someone we'll talk about a little bit later who maybe shows the other side of the coin out there on that wing. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to move into my card for the day. And I'm going to start with the the knowledge that because we were field level, I really only got a strong picture of five or six players. And the other ones, you know, I saw when something really stood out or I saw when something looked really bad, but I didn't really get to see the minutia. So I struggle with a card here. Um, So the card I'm going to give is to myself um, because there was a time in my life where the only time I ever analyzed football was from the sidelines, right? You know, I was a player. uh, I was always on the benches where you were right there with the team. And I might have gotten a little bit too used to having that beautiful top down view that really lets you see the shape and where people are standing and who's 
who's holding space where. And it reminded me a lot of what it is like to play the game, right? Being that close to it again, not being an analyst, being a part of it and and seeing the effort, seeing the the tackles up close, the the strength these players have. Uh, Enzo Capetti is an incredibly strong human being, as is Carol Swiderski. And that's something that you can know by watching them on TV. But it's a different look when you're standing right there next to them as they're they're doing battle. So I'm going to make a little bit of a joke card because I don't feel comfortable necessarily going out and giving a card to any of the other players today. Uh, I'm sure that if I rewatch this one back, I'll find somebody I could pick on. But I think that there was a lot of good performances. And I think that we should go ahead and move on to those. Uh, Mikhail, why don't you give me your, your crown for the day? So I'm going to crown somebody that I usually talk a lot of crap about, and that is John <laughs> that... Sabasinski. So, if, John, if you're listening to this, you got it now, bro. <laughs> That's our I favorite think... thing, by the way. We love it when people crown uh, players that they normally are not a huge fan of because it shows you're, you're looking at the game. You know, It shows you're willing to, to see things differently. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, when he plays well, you got to be fair and go ahead and crown him. And the reason why I'm going to crown him is because he really held it down back there. I don't think Derek Jones did a great job. And most of our defense like that we needed to make during that game fell under Somosinski. He had the hardest job, which I think was to have to keep Facundo Torres from scoring, which he's usually really hard. I know he's not on his best form right now, but he's usually a very attacking player that's very destructive and dangerous. And I think Samasiski did a great job on that. And even attacking-wise, too, you saw him getting up there a few times, trying to create some play, link up some players in the in the midfield. So I think he did very good today. Yeah, um, Jan is one of those players who there's clearly something in his game that must be going on in training that now two managers in a row have not loved, right? And that we have seen Nathan Byrne played in front of him. We have seen Derek Jones played in front of him. We have seen Jan kind of has ended up as the last case option. And unfortunately... Charlotte FC has found themselves in a place that they're using their last options. Uh, what that means for Jan, though, is the chance has come to him now, and he seems to have really taken it. You know, we talk about his performance in the uh, New York game. Now we see another performance, admittedly, this one in a cup where maybe the stakes are a little bit lower. But we talked to one of the players afterwards, and uh, Hamidi Diop was very clear that he felt like the pressure on this team was always was always equal. It was always go and win and nothing else is acceptable. But to see now a couple performances where where Jan Sobosinski gets the nod, where he goes out, gets a clean sheet here, uh, has a chance to sort of settle in to work with Kalina, which uh, you know, I, I think is important, the chance to to work in that defensive line with probably the person who's returning as primary keeper. 
that line is filled with holes. Obviously, due to lightning striking that position, we have a central defensive midfielder playing as a center back. So to come away with a clean sheet, to do as well as Jan did today, I think it's a pretty good shout out. Um, I guess we can move along to my crown. Uh, oh, one you more wanna... thing about yeah. Jan, if you don't mind. Please do. Uh, you touched on something that made me think of this. I think it's really good that not only because of the result, but the way that he played, I think he looked confident. And that's something that even when he played with Crown Legacy, you didn't really see a whole lot of. So I think that's good not only for him to build up his confidence, but for us as fans and the coaching staff, they can look at the bench or look at their personnel and say, okay, we got Somosinski, but we're not worried. He's, you know, he's good, he's confident, he's fit, he's going to do a good job. So I think that's, you know, not just because of the result, but it's overall good for the long run. You know, it's funny you say that because I think one of my thoughts on Jan is that he has potentially been too confident. <laughs> uh, and I don't know Jan personally, like I have never uh, managed to to speak with him. So I don't know if he's a, a very confident person, but the way he plays as a, as a center back is a very confident center back. He, he goes into challenges. He, he makes very athletic moves with the confidence that he's going to win the ball. And I think one of my personal gripes about him is once or twice I've been like, hey, maybe you were a little too confident in your, the fact that you were going to win that tackle. And then you didn't, right? Uh, so maybe it's really good to see that he, not only is he putting together a complete performance, but the confidence hasn't gone away either. That's a really interesting shout out. Yeah, I, I agree. I will I will move it along, and we're going to talk about Kamal Yuzhriak. Uh, Kamal Yuzhriak scores the winning goal. He comes on. He looks like an absolute monster right now. Uh, it, it feels like a bit of a cop-out to give a crown to Kamal because of you know what has happened in this game and what has happened in games before. But I don't think you can avoid it. I think the way this guy is playing is... It's it's supernova levels right now. I mean, we're talking about a guy who not that long ago was getting his name dragged through the mud on national news, right? We're not talking about, oh, the fans of Charlotte FC were were unhappy with him and they were like, let's make no mistake. The fans of Charlotte FC were not happy with uh, with uh, Kamil. The national news was talking about this guy is a a uh, a DP. He's not getting it done. He hasn't scored for Charlotte FC. And he comes into this year with a chip on his shoulder and a point to prove and a, a fire inside of him. And I, I don't know that there's stop, any stopping this guy now. He looks like a completely different level. You know, he's always had the technical sort of look about him. But now he has that. Christian Latanzio described it as hunger. And the goal he scores today is purely scored via drive hunger and potentially some form of madness uh he fights off so many people to be the one who who has the look in his eyes and says i'm going to be the first person to this ball and not only does he break through all that chaos and be the first person to the ball he then has the collected nature 
to slot it past the keeper and score the only goal in this game. He is flying and he looks like he's flying. And it is a beautiful, beautiful thing to see because he looks like the only place he can go is up. And I love that for Kamel. Uh, Mikhail, thoughts on on Yuzhriak? Yeah, so you're talking about how the fans, you know, weren't really on his side, especially last year. And I remember there's a very specific game. Uh, like you said earlier, I'm always like, you know, where the supporter section is taking pictures. And I remember this one game, he was trying everything to score. Like every player does, but he was trying everything, every way he could. And the fans would not give him a break about it. He tried a bicycle at some point, and our own fans like booed him. And I remember like saw, uh, seeing that and thinking, that's our own player. Like we're doing that to our own player now. So now that completely shifted. Like every time he tries something, even if he messes up, the fans are behind him. So that's really good to see. I think that confidence thing that I was talking about with Somosinski is like three times amplified when you're talking about Yuzviak. He looks, and especially right off, right, uh, right off of uh, an injury too. He doesn't even look like he was injured. He played with energy. He played with strength. Like you said, he fought off a lot of players to make sure he was the one who take that shot. So he looks like he was never out. He looks like he just took a little break and came back. So yeah. it, was, it was very good to see him play well and play with strength right after an injury, especially. Yeah, I've got a question for you in this one, and that is we see him come on with sort of 30 minutes left to go. Um, when I found out he was on the bench, my first thought was, oh, he's going to come on with 30 minutes left to go because this is a bit of a free hit, in my opinion. Uh, not that I don't think the club cares about the cup games, but... I think that if he had been feeling well enough to play and then had gone into a real game scenario and something didn't feel right, Latanzio probably would have been willing to, to use another sub and pull him back off the field in order to protect him. So for me, it kind of felt like a pre-planned free 30-minute hit to make sure he was actually okay. Is that what it felt like to you? Or did you feel like this was a, we don't really want to use him, but we need a goal. So we're putting in Kamala Yuzriak. I think it was a mixture of both, but leaning towards the, the first thing you said more. Uh, I think because he was talking about, even in the press conferences, people kept, you know, asking and checking on him. And even when he had first gotten hurt, he said that it was only going to be from 7 and 10 days. I think it was already planned that he was going to be starting to make his way back into the squad. And I think playing him, those 28 minutes that he played was a perfect opportunity to see where he was. And if he's mm -hmm. not feeling any pain or anything, then you know, start him next game. Yeah, I would agree. In fact, when he was doing his warm-ups, I sort of sent a message to the chat, and my, my message was, Wow, Kamo looks sharp. Uh, they were doing a, they had a group of people who were all sort of playing keepy up with, with the ball. And they were all, you know, you could sort of tell the game was, we're going we're gonna to pass it to someone else and you have to keep it up. And uh, Kamo's a killer, man. <laughs> Kamo and Ashley Westwood were doing that thing where they would like, 
they'd make a pass, you know, through the air that was controllable, but had lots of weird spin on it. And this, the touch and control that, that I saw there in that warm up is the touch and control of somebody who, who does have that confidence. And more than that has their confidence, not just in their game, but in their body. Right. So to, to see that and see him coming back like that, and then for him to come on and get the goal, uh, uh, a Charlotte FC crown, a crown cast crown to you. I think man, man of the match, despite the fact that he came on as a sub, does that feel unfair? No, that feels fair. And something that I really worry about whenever a player gets injured is not only how are they going to recover physically, but also mentally, you know, like sometimes they go into a tackle a little, you know, less hard as they usually would, but that was not the case with him. You could tell he was not only physically ready, like we were saying, but mentally ready. So I think yeah. it was it was very fair that he got the men of the match. All right. Do you have any other crowns you wanna you wanna give out today? Or you wanna wrap it up there? Uh, I wanna crown the lady that had Latangio sign her Laddie Daddy shirt <laughs> because that was to me one of the highlights of the game. So she gets the crown. Oh yeah, the the fans were great. I think we can give a we can give away a fun crown. I gave away a silly card. We can give away another fun crown in the the fact that the fans really turned up in force, and Blue Furio was out there tearing the place down as they always do in the good ways. Uh, to see all of that, to see all the, the people come out for this and and support the team, I, I think this team has to feel loved. So uh, crowns out to the fans. Your continued support amazes us. We are going to go ahead and start to wrap it up there really quick. Uh, Mikhail, do you have anything you would like to say to your uh, to your viewers at uh, Charlotte FC Brazil? Yeah, I'll go ahead and say it in Portuguese. So they can understand me. Muito obrigado se você está ouvindo aqui. Mesmo se você não entende muito, obrigado por você estar aqui e mostrando seu suporte. Tamo junto. I do not speak Portuguese. But I have traveled through Portugal, and I do know that obrigado means thank you. So uh, I, I'm sure I, I massacred that. Uh, and I'm sorry to everyone who had to listen to me massacre that. But it sounded like there was a lot of good thanks in there. Uh, we are going to go ahead and go into our final thoughts for the day. Uh, Mikhail, you have one sentence. How do you sum up this game? Very good result. Very good game. Let's go get the U.S. Open Cup. All right. I like that. Optimistic. Uh, I am going to say... Uh, I'm going to say that injury injury didn't stop Yushwiak from flying. That's going to be my wrap-up here. Uh, and with that, uh, if you would like to find us on social media, you can find us at the underscore crown underscore cast for Instagram. You can find us on Twitter at the underscore crowncast. You can find us online at crowncast.net if you would like to follow the uh, many amazing articles and tactics that are done over there by Josh and Ewan. And uh, Mikhail, would you like to tell the people where they can find Charlotte FC Brazil? Yeah, so Charlotte FC Brazil, we're only on Instagram. Everything else is a little too hard to keep up with. So you just go on at Charlotte FC Brazil. And even if you don't speak Portuguese, we're starting to do mixed content now. So you'll be able to keep up. 
That is amazing. We will do some linking in our Instagram to Charlotte FC Brazil. Uh, and that way you guys can find them and go support all of the cool stuff that Mikhail is doing and go check out some of the pictures that he takes from the sidelines because he gets some really cool shots. Uh, and that's it. We are going to maybe break a little bit of this tactically down later, but you will hear from us again tomorrow on Wednesday. Goodbye. Queen City Podcast Network.com.